Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, we've got uh, our good buddy Eric Baranchek is here. Eric, how you doing today, pal? I'm doing pretty good. You're going to have to go to Quitchup and show up on some of that Cafe Taruba coffee if you're going to stay up late after the game Sunday night. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be. I don't mind it being a late night. I, I look forward to those games, those contests, or those uh, shows after those late night contests, because that's usually when everybody's still. Uh, if if you get a good game, everybody goes to bed. If you get a bad game, pe- people can't sleep, so they roll around and they toss and they turn and they call us and they look for psychotherapy in that particular manner. But tell me, we were talking about scores before, and the majority of people seem to think that this is going to be some kind of a blowout. It's still a rivalry game, and I I understand all of that. But uh, the Packers in no way, shape, or form should lose this game. And secondly, yes, it's a rivalry game, and I understand that. But um, unless the Packers turn the ball over on numerous occasions, I just don't see any other way, offensively speaking, for the Bears, that they're going to be able to beat the Green Bay Packers. Do you? No, I I would agree with you, too. I think they're in such disarray uh, on offense that it's really going to be difficult. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to watch how the Packers operate on that defense. It's going to be tough sledding. I mean, they've probably got three, the three best, the real linebacking core, I would say, has got to be the best in the league um, with Danny Trevathan um, and Mack. You know, geez, that's a, that's a pretty good group. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be tough sledding around the ball, but if they can uh, um, force the Bears out of that too deep, they should have a, should have a pretty good night. The uh, the loss, I shouldn't say the loss, but the guys that are down right now, you got Devontae, he's got a little bit of a banged-up ankle, even though he had 100 yards against uh, a really good Colts defense. Marquez Vada-Scantling ends up having the Achilles injury that uh, happened just the other day. Then you've got, in addition to that, Al Lazard, how much he's going to be able to play, still coming back from that core injury. A lot of question marks, but do you feel that it's going to be incumbent upon the run game, or do you feel it's going to be more about just the precise passing to be able to move the ball against a really good Bears defense? Well, you know, the, the Rokon Smith, he's in his second year now. He is a very aggressive linebacker. I would suspect that they would start working and softening that up with uh, with the tight ends. Um, you know, geez, they're, they're, they're going to have a, a – and their secondary, quite frankly, is not at the par of what the Colts was. So if they're going to sit too deep, you know, it looks like in the past Rodgers had had a really – you know, almost like a mental block when people were when teams were at two high safeties. Uh, but what you saw against the Colts, you saw them run more four verts, uh, try to get 
those two safeties, one of them to make a decision and then go the other way. And, you know, it, the one thing was, you know, everybody talks about Rogers' arm and, you know what, he, he his feet win more games, I think, sometimes than his arm because he can keep drives alive, um, pick up that little third down. Um, so if, if they're able to contain the pass game a little bit, uh, you know, I'd look for Rogers to get to pick up a couple of third downs with his feet. Um, and primarily that if, the, if they're going to sit in a too deep, then uh, they're going to need to run the four roots. And I think we'll to tight end a little bit on those aggressive linebackers. Make those linebackers think a little bit because if they're just coming downhill, it's going to be an awful long day for Aaron Jones and company back there. So that's that's kind of how I, I look at it. The personnel, it is what it is, you know, but I, what they really need to do is being able to, to soften up the middle part of the defense with the tight ends and um, um, be able to try to get something outside the numbers to uh, whether it be MVS or, you know, Adams is going to play. You know that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Alan Lazard, do you see them working him into the mix more now that he's coming back yeah. from that injury? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he certainly helps on the perimeter when he's got, his, he's got a block uh, in the run game. And, you know, I think they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit to him too. You know, because teams, I mean, if the – Here's the the bad part about the Bears. The Bears are good enough to to take away the run with their front seven. Okay, so mm-hmm. so now you, you get a you kind of got one arm tied behind your back a little bit. So you have to be able to uh, the short intermediate passing game to 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 take advantage of those aggressive linebackers <clears throat> and being able to move the pocket a little bit. You saw that against the Colts early on. You saw the pocket moving. You saw. Um, uh, you know the rollout passes and spring passes, and I think they'll do continue to do some more of that kind of stuff, um, and and try to keep keep the Bears defense on the field because that offense that the Bears have is, pretty, you know, it is what it is. We've all seen it, and uh, you know, hopefully don't get healthy right away this week. But uh, what we what you want to do is uh, try to keep that defense on the field so in the second half they're they're winded a little bit. Uh, by the way, we're talking with Eric Baranchik of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And uh, talking about this contest coming in, we were talking a little bit earlier with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette about uh, Montrevious Adams. He goes on the IR. He's got that toe injury. Um, you know, Kenny Clark and, and the guys around him say he's been playing better this year. We have seen some contributions from him this year. You tell me what you would, would put with Montrevious Adams at this point to, to say that he was a successful third-round draft choice or as a third-rounder. Do you look at him as going, uh, never really lived up to the expectation? Never really lived up to his expectation. I mean, there are times in the run game where he just gets decimated. And, you know, when coming out, you know, this was uh, a draft pick when they were saying that he was going to provide some push up the middle and some pass rush, and it really never really materialized. So, yeah, I, I think this could be this could be it for him. I, uh, I'm And I'm thinking the exact same thing. Now, you start to try to rebuild your defensive front. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously you got to go in the draft, but would you assume at some point, uh, depending on what they want to spend with the, with guys in their own backyard like Aaron Jones, like Kevin King and such, that they're going to have the money to be able to go find themselves additional help for Kenny Clark? Well, that, that football team, everybody's football team, is going to look a lot different next year. Um, you know, we've talked about this now for a couple of weeks and, Everybody's starting to get their, their notepads out and start scratching names off the list of guys who are going to cut. But there are some guys that have some high-dollar value, like, you know, Preston Smith, for example. You know, geez, you know, if he comes out with another 12-sack performance like he did last year, you say for sure he's on the, on the club. But now with a reduced salary cap um, and he's pulling down a, a fair amount of cash, he might 
he might be uh, a candidate for uh, um, for a uh, being cut uh, for some reasons. You know, are there some guys out there? Probably. You know, I, I think there there's going to be a lot of bloodletting happening, and there's probably going to be some high high dollar guys that are going to have to take lower amounts of money just because they want to be on a team. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think the, the best way that they're going to improve, though, would be through free agency on the front. I uh, I look at this secondary, I, and look, as good as they are, do you think that this is a two-pick or a three-pick game coming up against Mitch Trubisky? Oh, two for sure, you would think. You know, um, I, I think, you know, based upon what the defense did last week against the uh, Colts and and where they what they've done so far this year, you know, I, I'm hoping that they come out more nickel and kind of, you know, scrap some of that dime on running plays uh, because that's just that's just tough tough for them. And, and honestly, I think the two linebackers are playing good enough now with uh, uh, Martin and um, 58 to get in there and and be able to uh, to be productive. And I think that we can do that now. They got two linebackers that seem to be able to run. So I'm hoping that we see less of the dime in first and second down and more nickel if that's what they want to do. But I, I think if they're going to pack it in, you see a base front and, and just kind of get after it. And, and you know, Trubisky's going to probably be Trubisky against the Packers. Is this a big game in the sense for the Packers offensively to to score? Because I said, look, you're going to run into these defenses in the postseason that are better, uh, much like Tampa Bay, New Orleans. You can go through with a list, uh, obviously L.A. and company. Is this a big test for the Packers again? Because this is really the last time, short of facing the Bears again at the end of the season, this is the last time they're really going to face a really good defense. And if you are if you think you're going to be able to just go into the postseason and all of a sudden score points and your defense is going to shut people down, you're wrong. This is where you got to be able to say, we can score against anybody consistently. They did it in the first half of the game against uh, Indiana, against Indianapolis. I want to see this team be consistent for an entire game. So when they make adjustments against you at halftime, I want to see the Packers come out and still be flailing in the second half of a ball game and not suddenly just shrink away and become some kind of a, a shadow of a violet, so to speak. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I, and, and, I, and you're absolutely right in your assessment that this is probably the the best defense they're going to face uh, until they face them again in December. Um, I, I, I'm wholeheartedly with you. I guess one of the things that we want to see coming out of this ball game is, is that were they consistently able to move the football and score points? Um, you know, there's a couple of bugaboos on this offense, and that's the third down and fourth down and one. Um, you really want to try to pack it in and, and, uh, um, and, and try to just get that extra yard on the ground. They've really struggled with that this year, uh, probably the last you know several years. So so that's going to be something. If, okay, if if we're not good at doing third and one and putting it on the ground and our whole line to get beat up a little bit, you know, can we do play action pass? Can what what else besides uh, putting our head down and, and and giving it all we can? Can they do? You know, so there's that. Um, I also would like to see more more wrinkles off some of the. Um, Get sweeps and um, motion that they're doing, you know. So some of that stuff, I, I think, is, is at this point in the year they got to start bringing some of that stuff deeper out of the playbook uh, to be able, to, you know, if teams are going to change the, the way they play defense at halftime against them, um, to be able to come out with something and, and you know add some wiggles to their offense. And that's some of the things that is frustrating for me in a game where they're not, you know, where all of a sudden it just seems like their offense stalls. It just seems like then it's you know it's the 
snowball rolling down the hill. The plate calls come in slower and slower, and they just seem to be like throwing their hands up and trying to figure something out. Uh, I'd like to see them stay more controlled and be able to, you know, do some things that are within their scheme um, when the when it when it gets tough. You know, when teams are starting to tighten up on them. So I think this is a big week for their offense for sure. Good stuff as always, uh, Eric. We'll break it all down come Monday, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Yeah, enjoy your weekend. By the way, at the live tree, you want to make sure when you get it home, you cut off about a half inch and then yep. put it in the water as soon as you can. Yeah, I usually do. I just uh, I'm always leery about trees that are already pre-cut. You know what I mean? Oh, how yeah, long they've been pre-cut and how long they've been sitting there. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Okay. All right, buddy. We'll All talk right. to you soon. Enjoy. Take care. He gets off. You get on. Eight. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.